Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Sissy Spacek, Hanging Up My Heart, from 1983. Ladies and gentlemen of the Academy, your choice is Miss Sissy Spacek. I want to thank all of you so much. I'm, this is the greatest. I, for the first time in my life, I'm speechless. <laughs> I, I started to work on Coal Miner's Daughter with a, with a bunch of strangers, and I finished working on Coal Miner's Daughter with a bunch of friends. And I want to thank Loretta Lynn. That's the 1981 Academy Awards. Sissy Spacek took home the Best Actress Oscar for her performance in Coal Miner's Daughter. The movie was the story of country singer Loretta Lynn, growing up in a poor family, getting married at 15 and eventually becoming one of country music's most influential and groundbreaking musicians. Loretta Lynn is an 18-time Grammy nominee, winning three. Throughout her career, she had 11 number one albums and an incredible 24 songs that went to number one. Coal Miner's Daughter was based on Lynn's biography of the same name from 1976. Sissy Spacek was chosen to play her by Loretta Lynn herself. Here she is talking about that on Brian Lunahan's City Lights in 1980. Loretta, did you have casting approval? No, uh, I kind of picked Sissy and that was it. Tell me why. What did you know about Sissy Spacek? Not one thing did I know about Sissy Spacek. I'd never seen one of her movies. I had never seen her or read about her. And I picked her out of a big stack of eight to ten pictures and I said to my manager, I said, this girl right here, Sissy Spacek, will be the coal miner's daughter. What was in that photograph? What did you see? As a woman, as a woman who has... I, I don't know. I think I felt she had long blonde... She looked nothing like me in the picture. It was a glamour shot. And I don't know if I felt that she could take herself back and play from the time she was 13 up to now or not, you know. But I don't remember exactly what I did feel. I just knew that she would be playing it. Clearly, this was a good choice. Spacek won the Oscar for her performance, not just for her acting... But she also sang all of Lynn's songs for the film's soundtrack. The soundtrack itself was a Billboard Top 40 hit, even going gold. It also won the Country Music Association Award for Album of the Year in 1980. It was the first of only two soundtracks to ever do that. The other would be in 2001 for Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Sissy Spacek had made a name for herself as an actress in the 1970s. But that wasn't her plan initially. She saw herself as a singer first. In 1968, when she was just 19 years old, she recorded and released a song for Roulette Records under the name Rainbow. And that's Rainbow with no W, by the way. Thank 
The single is called John You Went Too Far This Time. It actually has a bizarre album's connection. The song is about John Lennon and Yoko Ono posing nude on their Two Virgins album cover. Her single never charted and she was quickly dropped from the label. She then started hanging out at Andy Warhol's studio Factory. She even filmed a small part for Andy Warhol's Trash, a 1970 film, but was cut out. But this would spark her interest in acting. With the help of her cousin, actor Rip Torn, she enrolled in Lee Strasberg's Actors Studio. One of her first roles was a TV movie called The Girls of Huntington House, where she also, once again, got to do some singing. Funny day, a sunny summer day, and what a funny way I first saw you, you saw me too. After some bit parts, her first starring role was in Terrence Malick's 1973 debut film, Badlands. She's called it the most incredible experience of her career. On the set of Badlands, she met her now husband, Jack Fisk. The two have a daughter, Skylar Fisk, who has a music career of her own. But that, well, you know. Despite having now starred in a major film, in 1974, she assisted Jack Fisk, who was working as a production designer for the Brian De Palma rock opera Phantom of the Paradise. It was a box office bomb at the time of its release, but in the years since, it's become a cult favorite. And Sissy Spacek worked as the film's set dresser. Though working as a set dresser, this connection with Brian De Palma would lead to one of her most iconic roles. But she still had to fight for it. Here's Spacek in the Acting Carrie documentary. I reread the book the day before the screen test, and I think I rubbed Vaseline in my hair and I found some old sailor suit that my mother had had made for me in seventh grade, and I took the hem out of it. And I really, I was really into it, and I was feeling very sorry for myself, which was perfect for the character. So when I went into the test the next morning, I don't think I even washed my face. They had hair and makeup there, and they saw me come in, and they just ran for me because I would just look so awful. And of course, I was no. I think that I felt so used and abused at that point because I knew Brian. I was not his favorite. And that worked for me. I just decided I was going to get it. Brian De Palma said she blew all of the other actresses away with her screen test. That was for the role of Carrietta Carrie White in the 1976 film Carrie. It would be a huge box office and critical success, leading to SpaceX's first Oscar nomination. Based on the chilling bestseller. Starring Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, and introducing John Travolta in his first motion picture role. If you have a taste for terror, you have a date with Carrie. The following year, she received praise for her role in Robert Altman's Three Women. 
this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Her next film role brings us back to where we started, Coal Miner's Daughter. Sissy Spacex returned to singing. In this 1980 clip, she talks about her experience singing the songs of Loretta Lynn with Bobby Wygant. Your own voice is so close to Loretta's. Uh, did you have to go beyond that? Uh, you know, did, did you have any coaching or anything? Uh, yeah, Loretta really worked with me a lot. And I worked with Owen Bradley, who's uh, a wonderful, wonderful record producer in Nashville and has worked with Loretta for years. And I worked in her studio with her musicians and with the grand lady herself coaching me, so I, I had a really uh, a good time. Spacek even appeared singing some of these songs from the film alongside Levon Helm on the April 18th, 1980 episode of the Midnight Special. This return to singing in Coal Miner's Daughter Maybe what led to Sissy Spacek once again going back into the recording studio and giving music another shot. Because in 1983, Sissy Spacek would release Hanging Up My Heart on Atlantic America Records. Trust me, Carrie. You can trust me. The album begins with the title track, written by Hank DeVito, who also plays electric and steel guitar on this record. Well, I'm hanging up my heart. Up next is Have I Told You Lately That I Love You. Not the version you may know by Van Morrison or Rod Stewart. This one is from 1944, written by Scotty Wiseman. Wiseman recorded the song with his wife, Myrtle Cooper, under the name Lulu Bell and Scotty. They didn't release their version until 1947, but it would become one of the first country music songs to receive major attention in the pop music world. 
The biggest mainstream success the song ever received was by Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters in 1950, when it went to number 24 on the Billboard Hot 100. SpaceX version was never released as a single. Have I told you lately that I love you? Can I tell you once again somehow? Have I said with all my heart and soul how I adore you? Well, darling, I'm telling you now. Track three is the album's lone song that was solely written by Sissy Spacek. Here's He Don't Know Me. Up next is Lonely But Only For You, which was released as a single. It even had some success on the country charts. It made its debut on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart on August 20th, 1983, at number 79. But it would spend 17 weeks on the chart, peaking at number 15. It also hit number 10 on Billboard's Bubbling Under Hot 100 singles chart, and also went to number 13 on the Canadian country charts. Side one closes with a song called This Time I'm Gonna Beat You to the Truck. But I'm gonna go past that one and get to side two. It kicks off with a cover of Hank Williams' Honky Tonkin'. Williams had taken the song to number 14 on the country charts back in 1948. Then in 1982, Hank Williams Jr. took it to number one. Back in 1980, when Sissy Spacek appeared alongside Levon Helm on the Midnight Special... The two of them played this song together. Spacek is also playing acoustic guitar during the performance, and here's a little bit of that live version. Sissy Spacek and Loretta Lynn's time together even resulted in writing a song together. Here's Smooth Talkin' Daddy. This album is full of big names. It was produced by Rodney Crowell. In the time since this album, he's recorded five number one singles of his own, 
and has won two Grammys. At the time of this record, he was married to Roseanne Cash, and Crowell had put his solo career on hold for several years to produce albums for her. Roseanne Cash also sings backing vocals on this record. Rodney Crowell had been a member of Emmy Lou Harris's Hot Band. At the start of his solo career in 1980, he picked some of his Hot Band members to be his backing band. He named them the Cherry Bombs. Most of the Cherry Bombs also play on this album. Their drummer, Larry London, also played on the Burt Reynolds albums that I covered on the show before. But the best-known player on the album? On guitar, Vince Gill. Gill was just launching a solo career of his own in 1983. Today, he sold over 26 million albums as a solo artist. And in 2017, he was hired to join the Eagles after the death of Glenn Frey. The final two songs on the album were also released as singles. The first of which, If You Could Only See Me Now, peaked at number 79 on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. The album's closer, If I Can Just Get Through the Night, fared slightly better as a single, hitting number 57 on the Hot Country Songs chart and number 41 on the Canadian Country chart. The album did receive some positive reviews. People magazine called it an auspicious showing by an Oscar-winning actress who has a natural feel for this genre. It also fared all right on the Billboard Top Country Albums chart, spending 26 weeks there, peaking at number 17. Despite all of this, Spacek would never record a follow-up album. Hanging Up My Heart was released on vinyl and cassette, and got a reissue on CD in 2008 on Collector's Choice Music. And the album is currently streaming on Spotify. But Sissy Spacek isn't the only actor who got Oscar recognition for portraying a legendary musician. Two years prior to Coal Miner's Daughter, the Buddy Holly story was released. Gary Busey starred as Buddy Holly, playing and singing the songs himself and earning an Oscar nomination. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.